This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Virginia only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 532 3500. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's time for a one-of-a-kind poker party. Poker Night in America is streaming live from Studio 52 in Las Vegas. Join us nightly at 8 p.m. Eastern Time as some of the biggest names in poker play in the ultimate house game. Watch on the Poker Night in America channel on YouTube and Twitch or go to PokerNight.com. Poker Night in America is back and ready to party. Hello and welcome to Betting Weekly League uh, Show. Uh, I'm Nigel Seeley. I'm usually joined this time by Rob Daly, but unfortunately Rob is not so well. I know he's probably cut the heady heights because Tottenham won at the weekend. He can't get, you know, probably played with his brain a little bit. But uh, if you're watching Rob, we wish you all the very best. He's not so good. So I'm just standing today. I'm delighted to say I'm joined by, well, I googled uh, what was the, the best French double act. I put in French double act. I was going to say that I googled by the French double act equivalent, but it come up with French and Saunders. So I don't know which one's Dawn French. I'm not quite sure which one's Jennifer Saunders, but uh, I'm delighted to say joining me, Steve Viss and James Easton, our French team here at Because We Win, who are in absolutely fantastic form. It's been a bit of a strange season so far, is it, lads? You usually got your feet on the beach or usually relaxed by now, but straight back into work, looking ahead to the weekend. Yeah, we were saying before the show, weren't we, Nigel? It's been um, a busy time for the League One show since the World Cup. I think a lot of leagues are in the same position. They're trying to fit in the fixtures that didn't take place because everybody everybody stopped for the World Cup. Um, so around the games this weekend, we've got a midweek round next weekend. There's been French Cup as well, which we haven't been doing shows on. But yeah, for everybody over in France, it's been busier than normal start to the year. Yeah, I mean, looking at the World Cup, Steve, I mean, you look at the players who come back, obviously France made the final. Uh, is there any kind of players that have struggled? And obviously Paris Saint-Germain are top of the table, but not to the, the length or the lead that we would expect this season. Is there any World Cup hangover from any of the teams or any of the players? Do you know what's interesting, Nigel? I think um, the World Cup has done some players the world of good, actually. They've come back. Some have come back really refreshed and focused and fired up. Some obviously put a lot of effort into that tournament and have been a bit leggy. But for example, Ajaccio, they were the only team that didn't have a single player at the World Cup in the league. They haven't looked very good so far. So I think it's it swings and roundabouts both ways. Um, just like I say, if he's watching, Rob Daly, get well soon. And this is certainly a bit uh, interesting having you as the host, Nigel. So uh, it's going to be fun. Well, I mean, obviously I'm not an expert like Rob and, and I'm not as polished as, as Rob and... Uh... But, you know, betting is my game and I like watching you, you guys. And obviously, as we started this year, this season, you have been absolutely smashing it at the top of the Bet Rivers League table. Oh, I didn't even say get it up and he's put it up straight away. Did you see how quick he put it up there, James? He Brilliant. got it up straight. He's, Look at that. I think, when you're, I think when you're top of the league like we are, I think you're always ready to get that league table. <laughs> That's like Harry Simu whenever I talk about Arsenal. The graphics up before we even finish. Uh, there you are. The league um, boys at the top of the table, 14.7. That only just tells that a small scale of the story because the percentage of the ROIs 
uh, in excess of 10%, which usually 5% for Vettings is, is an exceptional amount. So 10% ROI on Liga. They're 14.7. Uh, the show that I do, we got the week off there. The EPL is plus 13.12. Serie A with Daniele Fischer-Keller is 8.91. And the show we do collectively, the Champions League, is plus 6.41. The only reason I, I said I'll stand in today was, was because I thought to myself, if we do get beat on the EPL and the French boys win it, I can say I was part of the team. A bit like my dog, as we mentioned earlier, a bit like I am part of the team now. So uh, my French colours are, are firmly... I'll be like John Terry when you pick the trophy up. I'll be there in the distance going, thanks, guys. You know, I'm not that, that part I played. So I'm... All I need to do is now work with Daniele, and I think I'll probably <laughs> declare myself the winner, whatever happens. Okay, now we've got to the mid-tables, the mid-stage of the season, so it's probably a good time to look at the outright markets as well before we go into the week picks. Uh, we did say it's probably, you know, Paris Saint-Germain are way, way, way ahead in the betting, minus 2,000 uh, to win it. But there has been a couple of surprise packages, and I know you've got some uh, picks not in the winner market, but uh, uh, the winner without Paris Saint-Germain. Uh, let's have a look at the winner market first, though. Paris Saint-Germain minus 2,000. Lon is minus 2,000. Marseille plus 2,500. And then Monaco at plus 8,000. It's impossible to see past Paris Saint-Germain. But if they don't win it, there must be value on the win without Paris Saint-Germain, the market without Paris Saint-Germain. What are you liking that, guys? Um, yeah, I've got an extra pick to add here. Uh, to the outrights that we did at the start of the season, and that is Marseille uh, to win Liga in the market without PSG at uh, plus one forty. Now this is a bit of a hedge bet in a way, Nigel, because I'm on Monaco at plus uh, four fifty in this same market, but I I don't think that's going to win now. I think Marseille um, are the most likely team to finish in second place. In fact, don't even rule out a little bit of a title charge if they can really uh, put some pressure on PSG. I just look at Lons and uh, me and James had this discussion um, a few oh. weeks ago on, on, on the WhatsApp chat and how many players in that Lons team would get anywhere near the PSG side, the Marseille side, even the Monaco team. They are vastly overachieving. Frank Eyes is doing a brilliant job at Lons, don't get me wrong, but they're only two points clear of Marseille at the moment at the halfway stage. Now, whether Lons can hold on to finishing the top three, I'm not sure. But I would be really surprised if Marseille didn't finish above them at the end of the, uh, the season. Marseille are out of Europe. All they've got to focus on is the league and, and the cup. And the next round of the cup is Marseille against PSG, which is horrible to say. Maybe there's a good chance to get knocked out of that. So they are going to be focusing entirely on domestic matters. Obviously, Lons are as well. But Marseille are a much better squad. If you look at the squads on paper... It's, it's comfortably for me the second best in, in, in this country now. And there's no reason why they shouldn't finish at worst in second place and, and maybe even frighten PSG a little bit. I don't think they will win the league. PSG at minus 2,000, though, wouldn't hold any appeal to me, even in some sort of parlay. So, um, yeah, plus 140 here. As I say, I'm almost kind of hedging it here because I'm on Monaco already. I've accepted I'm going to probably lose that pick. I'm going to get get that money back and more at plus 140 in this market without uh, BSG on OM. Yeah, I like this pick, Nigel, as well. The only reason I didn't go on this pick as well is because I've got an outright pick on Marseille running from the start of the season. Um, it's not in this market. I bet on them to be the, the top team um, from the south of France in the final league table, which I think was plus 150. And I felt that by going on them in this market as well, I'd end up 
doubling up, which yeah, it could end up being two winners, but it could also end up being two losers. So I left it alone, but I agree with the pick. I think at those odds, Marseille are the value pick in this market. And as Steve has said, they're very close to Lance in the league table. That could reverse very quickly. As soon as Marseille go into second place in the table, should that happen, then they'll be favourites in this market. And the other factor is Marseille might be about to get a lot stronger. They do look as though they're going to be active um, in the transfer market um, during this final week before the window closes. They're looking at Terra Moffi, who is Steve's favourite League One player. We've made, well, Steve has made a lot of money backing him uh, to score goals for Lorient. Uh, this season. We don't know if Marseille are going to get him. If they were to sign a striker like Terran Moffi, um, it becomes a whole different game. So I think if you are going to go on this pick, now would be the time to do it uh, because I think that price is only going to go one way and it's going to get shorter in the weeks ahead. Yeah, that's Marseille without Paris Saint-Germain in the winner market. What price is it again, Steve? Plus 140. Plus 140. Uh, if, if, if you took the James's advice at the start of the season about betting Marseille to be the top southern Team in France, take my advice. Don't be a moron, put more on. Uh, that's what you've got to do. Uh, just get stuck in. Get them ready down and pick their money up, the Euros up at the end of the season. Don't worry about what you got. Worry about mm-hmm. what's coming. Um, just one quickly thing before we go, James. We'll look at the, um, you know, you obviously you've followed the French League from a journalistic point of view for, for a few years now. Uh, a lot of I was in Qatar for the World Cup. A lot of talk and rumblings about Paris Saint-Germain, the, the owners of Paris Saint-Germain and the, the group, the Khalifa family. We're interested in buying Manchester United, and it's come out again today, you know, which possibly could mean that a sale of Paris Saint-Germain. If you're looking at these kind of markets, when they're such a heavy favourite, if there is any talk of a sale, they're going to have to sell some players if they take over Manchester United, which is a big contender, I'm hearing. That that might put a bit of a question mark about their odds to win the title. Yeah, I mean, we both backed them in that market to win the title, I think, Steve, before the season began, even though they're such incredibly short odds. I, I think the feeling in France is that whatever happens with the ownership, they will see it through to the end of the season. So it might be something for next season and beyond, actually. I think the the Messi contract situation, I think, feeds into what you're referring to there because he has, in theory, we're told, agreed to extend at Paris Saint-Germain, but obviously there'll need to be guarantees about where the club is going before he actually signs. Um, Neymar is obviously under contract as is Mbappe. So they they should be okay for this season. There's, um, I wasn't going to, I was going to say conflict. It's too strong a word. There's talk about what they're going to do with the stadium, which is more to do with Paris City Council, whether they can extend Parc des Princes as much as they would like in the years ahead. So there are issues around the ownership. I think for this season, they'll just have too much in the tank. And I think, you know, mm-hmm. well, something to come out in the next, say, two or three months about the ownership, I still think they'd be okay because they are going to keep the squad that they've got at the moment uh, together. Uh, until the end of the season. After that, you know, who knows? We'll see what happens. It's certainly a distraction. And for me, for me, it wouldn't be something I'm going to be betting at minus 2,000 with that kind of distraction in, in in the back of your mind. So, But they are the form team. They are the sort of class acting in the division. Uh, and they should have enough in the tank, as James said. Uh, let's move on to this weekend. The action starts on Friday. Lorient against Rennes. There's no bet on that, but it's the first game. If you check the Bet Rivers website, there's so many different markets on that match. The game that we want to talk about, the first game we want to talk about, is a game that we will talk about as well. We're also going to bring in a future bet here. I know you both agree on a future bet here. It's on Saturday. It's 11 a.m. Eastern time. It's Troy against Lyon. Um, Both of you like Troy to get relegated here. When you look at the relegation market, then there's four teams at minus money. Uh, Angers, Auxerre, uh, Ajaxia and Brest, all minus money. 
But plus money, Troy, you both agree are a bet to get relegated, and you both sort of a similar opinion in this match. Uh, Steve, I'll start with you on the relegation. Why do you like this, uh, Troy, to get relegated, and what, and what the odds you can get on that? Well, do you know what? I was just looking at what we've got for the outright for relegation, and both of us backed Angers at the start of the season, and that is looking very, very good. They're rock bottom, and I don't think they're going to get themselves out of trouble. Four teams go down this year. There's a restructuring of the division. The way I see it right now, I would be really shocked if Ajaccio don't go down. Uh, in fact, I still think there's a good chance Ajaccio might even finish bottom. And um, I'm not ruling Orzair out completely, but I think it's looking poor for them. It leaves one one space available. And then you've got to look at where the value is. And, um, you know, there's the sides like uh, Brest, for example, are, uh, I think, really a bit, a little bit too short in this in this market. Um at minus 112, you can get plus 220 on Trois to go down. I'll let James talk a little bit more about this one as well. But basically, to put it simply, my from my perspective, I don't like the managerial change that they've brought in with Pat uh, Kisnorbo. I think they can be a bit of a mess of a club. And I quite like the other teams around them at the moment to get themselves more out of danger. So compared to the other prices, I think Trois are definitely the value down here to, to be relegated. Four teams go down at plus uh, 220. James, you also like that relegation pick, but you also like them. That's what like to oppose them this week uh, against Lawn. Yeah, definitely. My reading of this relegation market is exactly the same as Steve's. I think Angers are down. They're almost cut adrift already at the bottom of the table, which we'll, we'll be quids in with, having backed them at odds against before the season to be relegated. Ajaxio, it would take a miracle for them not to go down. And Auxerre are struggling badly. So they do look like the three most likely to go down, which then, as Steve has said, leaves one place. Trois are seventh favourites to be relegated. I make them fourth favourites to be relegated. So it's simply a matter of value. Should they be a bigger price to go down than Brest, Montpellier and Strasbourg? The answer is no, as far as I'm concerned. I think those other three teams, they've all got more about them. They've they've got better players um, and they've got the potential for momentum, I think, in the second half of the season. So I think seventh favourites, Trois, to be relegated is just too big. And that 220, I don't think it'll be around very long. I think they will get shorter. So totally in agreement with Steve on that. And yeah, as you say, I'm willing to back against uh, Trois uh, this weekend. So my pick on this game, uh, Nigel, is Lance uh, minus 121 on the Asian handicap. That's with a minus 0.75 goal start. Start. My thinking on this game is very simple. It's a huge difference in quality here between a Lance team who are fighting for a top three position this season and a Trois team who, as we just said, we both think will be relegated or could well be relegated this season. And the pick, it's on the Asian handicap, but you just need Lance to win the game. Lance win this match, uh, you make a profit. And you know, we've referred to the World Cup and the impact that that may or may not have had. Had very little impact in a negative sense on Lance. They've come back uh, into action since the World Cup and played very well. They've won three and drawn two of their five games against League One opposition since the World Cup. They've had great team news. They've been quite lucky, Lance, over the season with injuries and suspensions. But playing fantastic football, uh, great momentum, uh, real belief in that Lance squad that they can finish in the top three this season, which is now a very realistic aim for them. And Trois have been the opposite since the World Cup. They've lost three out of five. Um, they've changed their manager, as Steve has alluded to. Neither of us are fans of the managerial change they've made. They've brought in uh, Kiz Norbo, 
who really got the, the job on the strength of how well he's done as part of the City Group. Trois are a City Group club, and he's done well over in Australia working for the City Group, but he's not a particularly good fit for French football, isn't the Trois manager. So I don't think Trois were the priority when they gave him the job here. And it's not looking good for them as a result. So I think Lons are a great pick this weekend, Nigel. I think, as I say, I back them on the Asian handicap because they're such short odds to just win the game. But as long as they do win the game this weekend with our pick, then then you're going to make a profit. Yeah, that's uh, long minus 0.75 at minus 121 on the Asian handicap against Trois. And that's James' first pick of the weekend. Remember, that is Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern time. So it's an early kickoff. We have four picks on Sunday. 9 a.m. Eastern time, Strasbourg against Toulouse. Uh, Steve, you've got one there for us. Yeah, I do, Nigel. The pick is over two and a half goals at uh, minus 117. It's quite unusual I'd actually go for this goal line. I usually like to either go below or above two and a half. I'm just that sort of person. But the way the prices are set, it's just obvious that it has to be the two and a half line. Ten of the last 11 uh, Strasbourg games have ended uh, over two and a half goals. Also, both teams to score. I was torn between that and both teams scoring, but both teams to score prices are a lot shorter. So goals make a lot of sense here. To lose also, none of their last 12 matches have contained at least three goals. Two quite offensive teams. Strasbourg have been undergoing a managerial change recently. Uh, they sacked Julian Stefan. I think it's probably something they had to do, but um, they've surprisingly appointed the interim coaches more permanently now, Matteo Lescorne. And I read um, a few things that the, the players apparently like his methods. They feel like his, his training um, and tactics are very similar to the previous manager, which I'm not sure about that. It feels to me like they're very comfortable with him in charge. Mm. Um, but I think it's an easy get out, really. I, I feel like they would have been better off bringing in a new type of manager, perhaps. Um, I'm not sure the problem was necessarily the manager at Strasbourg, by the way. I think they had to probably sack Stefan, but the players have an awful lot to be accounted for this season. They haven't played well enough at all. They especially haven't defended well enough. Um, both sides have been making a lot of new transfers recently. Um, Morgan Sanson's come in for Strasbourg. They've also signed someone, uh, Edouard Sorbol from Club Bruges, a Ukrainian defender. Um, Frederick Gilbert's coming from Aston Villa. Whether any of them are actually going to be ready to start, I'm not sure here. Toulouse are also in the market. They signed a left-back, Gabriel Suazo, from a Chilean club called Colo Colo. So good they named it twice. Um, but, I mean, both sides are very offensive here. I don't trust the Strasbourg defence. And I don't think much is going to change with this um, manager, Matteo Lascorne. Um, in fact, anything, he, he seems even more offensive. They did beat Leon last time out 2-1. The confidence is up. So I think over two and a half goals makes a lot of sense here. Uh, both sides uh, have got plenty of goals in them, but I don't trust their defences. It's as simple as that. Yeah, that game kicks 9am Eastern time. Over two and a half goals, Strasbourg against Toulouse. And the price with Bet Rivers is currently minus 117. In the reverse fixture earlier season, it was a 2-2 draw. And last season in this fixture, it was a 4-2 home win. So this is not usually something you want to follow, the head-to-heads or the, or the previous results. But uh, if you like the omers, the one that was the 2-2 draw this season is a good mm-hmm. omen for you. Uh, moving on to 11.05 a.m. Eastern time on Sunday Ajaxio against Leon, and you both have a pick in this game. And I think 
judging by what we said earlier on the relegation market, I think I know where you're probably coming from. I actually do know where you're coming from because you emailed me. But if I did have that email, I think I would know where you're coming from. Uh, James, what, what do you like here? Yes, I'm back in Lyon uh, to win this game away away from home at Ajaxio Nigel at minus 122. Now, I am no fan of this Lyon team under Laurent Blanc. Um, regular listeners to the show uh, will know that. I think they've played poorly since uh, Laurent Blanc, who is an overrated manager, in my opinion, was appointed earlier in the season. Having said that, I think this is a great opportunity for Blanc and Lyon uh, to get a win. Um, the simple reason, there is a huge gulf in quality between the two sets of players who'll be taken to the pitch here. Ajaxio, I still think, are the weakest team in League One. They're not They're not bottom of the table, but they're near the bottom, but they're not actually bottom yet. When you look at the players in their team, they're, they're a very, very moderate team, shall we say, by League One standards. And I think it's a great opportunity here uh, for Leon to get three much-needed uh, points on the board because they do go into the game in poor form. Uh, they've lost two of their last three. Uh, Laurent Blanc is under pressure to get more out of these uh, underperforming players at Lyon because they do have some good players and they should be higher up in the table than they are. Um, so it's a big weekend for Lyon and I think this is the ideal fixture for them. Um, Ajaxio are in even worse form. They've lost their last four against League One opposition, which includes a defeat in the French Cup last weekend. So really, if Lyon cannot win this game, then they've got serious problems. They will be fielding a far stronger side than Ajaxio. And my feeling is that over the 90 minutes, that quality should tell. I think we've seen other teams um, enjoy themselves playing Ajaxio recently. Uh, Monaco beat them 7-1 a couple of weeks ago. So it does lend itself to a side who are low on confidence and not playing well, um, having an opportunity to get three points on the board. So I I do fancy Leon. I just wanted to flag up a a player market as well, Nigel, here. Alexandra Lacazette has been the key man, really, for Leon all season. Came in, obviously, last summer from Arsenal. Uh, He got a hat-trick in the French Cup last weekend against non-league opposition. He's got five goals in total since we all returned to action from the World Cup. So if you do like the goal score markets and you're looking at this game, then I would look strongly towards Lacazette, who is on penalties for Lyon this season. He's got 11 goals in 19 starts overall in League One. And he's available to score at any time in this match at plus 155. So if you were looking for an odds odds against way to, to back Leon, you're going to struggle to find it in maybe the some of the match markets because they're short favourites, then this would be an alternative alternative way to do that. So yeah, if you like the goal score markets, I think Lacazette at plus 155 uh, to score any time in this game against a pretty weak Ajaxio team is definitely worth considering. I like the look of that. I actually, um, you know, I don't really follow the French League, obviously, but I follow what you guys do. And I actually bet Monaco the other week, minus one and a half against Ajaxio. And I watched bits of it and they were diabolical. (laughs) Absolutely. Really, really poor. Um, Interesting thing you said, Steve, when we spoke about Ajaxio before. They were the only team in France not to send a player to the World Cup. I I found that really interesting. I, I can't believe there's many teams in the main five leagues in Europe uh, who wouldn't have a player at the World Cup? They must be on their own in that. I can't. I can't imagine a German side not having a player, or a, you know, an African player from one of the German sides. Or not, they'd be very, very rare that that would be happening. So it just shows you that uh, you know they're not. They're not. They're only rested up, but they're not. They're not, not yeah. in great form. Um, no, I mean just to say on that. No, very quickly. One of the things we sure, flagged sure. up all season with the Jacks here is they barely strengthened after winning promotion last year. So they're a new team to League One. They went up last year. And yeah, we were both surprised, even though they're a small club with a small budget. 
but they were barely able to bring anybody in. So they've almost been a League Two standard team all season playing in League One. And, you know, that's what I think is playing out in some of our picks at the moment. And also, when you have teams like that, as we see in the Premier League with Bournemouth, they start off okay because they're on a high and the momentum's going. When they get to the end of the season, the, the class is, is they're just yeah. left hanging, aren't they? The, yeah. the, the better teams are showing their class. Uh, you've got a similar kind of pick, Steve, in this one, haven't you? you, you you're going with, uh, with, with the same sort of match, with the same kind of thinking as James. Yeah, I'm going a step further. I'm taking Leon on a minus 0.75 Asian handicap, plus 102, uh, because I believe they're going to win the match very easily. This is a bad time for a Jats here. They've got a fairly thin squad and they've got a lot of injuries, um, Nigel. Um, several uh, key players could be ruled out. Potentially even Yusef Balayli, who was supposedly rested last weekend in the Cup. But um, I know he's been having a few niggles. He's been the only really good player for them this season. He's been a great free transfer pickup from uh, Brest in, in the early autumn. But um, take him out. There's not really much in this team. He's the oldest squad in the league on average at 29.1. You might get a game for the mere Nigel. Um, I'll bring I'll bring that squad age down a bit. <laughs> but um, you know, key players out: Hamuma, Barreto, Kone, Marchetti might be out as well. Mattia Kuta. I mean, half of these guys are 36, 37, but uh, nevertheless, would be key players for a Jazzio. They're just they're just a very poor team. Um, worst squad in the league for my money. Them themselves and Clermont are easily the two worst squads, uh, I would say. Clermont are doing a magnificent job. But I think if you bet against both of these teams for the rest of the season, bet against the two worst squads in the league, blind every week, you would be, you'll make money. No doubt about it. Because it's the second half of the season when these squads get found out, in my opinion, from experience. And this particular game, I don't like Leon either, really, like, like James said. And they do have, they have a history of a bad record on Corsica, actually. Um, it's one of those games where the crowd's going to be up for this one. I remember they lost or drew against GFC Ajaxio a few years ago. That club's now, I think, um, in liquidation. It's not a, not the greatest time for Corsican football, which is a bit of a shame. But in this when was game, when was a good time for Corsican mm-hmm. football? Well, when was the glory to, days for Corsican football? Was it like back in the eighties and nineties? Of... They would always have teams that are sort of you know competing in cups. Both Ajaxio and Bastia would be in in the top division. I, I, when, if and when, I mean, I think Ajaxio will go down. I'm not sure the next time we're going to see a Corsican club in Liga. I really aren't when, when it's an 18-team league. I um, hope I'm wrong there because I do. I love the passion they've got for football on the island. But um, in this particular game, Leon just should have way too much. Lacazette himself should, should cover this line. Good chance that Leon win to nil. I think backing anyone to win to nil against a Jatsy is a great bet for the rest of the season. So, yeah, I'm happy to take this extra handicap. I mean, I just need Leon to win the game, but I think 2 nil, 3 nil to the visitors here. I fully expect them to dominate, even though I don't trust Laurent Blanc as a manager. That game kicks off 11.05 Eastern time. The panel definitely against Ajaxio. Uh, James has gone for Leon to win at minus 122 and a little... A little bit of a, a lean towards uh, Lacazette to score at any time. What's your price there? Plus one twenty-two. Yeah, plus plus one five five, Nigel. Plus so five, great, five. even odds, better, I think. even better. Yeah. And Steve has gone a little bit further. He's gone for uh, Leon minus zero point seven five. So a, a one goal winning margin, and you collect, but you need some clicked on both the or both those bets if they win by two or more goals, and that is minus one twenty-one. Okay, the final game we want to look at this week on the Liga card is Sunday's feature match. It's the champions and the title favourites, Paris Saint-Germain. They're at home to Reims. 
Um, Paris Saint-Germain lost their last game in the league, didn't they? Shock, 1-0 defeat. They bounced back with a win in the cup. Steve, you've got an angle on this one. And you, you don't feel that Paris are going to come here and steamroll the opponents at all. You think there's value getting with Riemann with a decent handicap start. Definitely, Nigel. I like taking uh, Stade de Reims plus two on the Asian handicap. And I took this same pick against PSG recently. Strasbourg came to town and it ended in a 2-1 win for PSG. Do you know, it's interesting. PSG, the last 21 competitive fixtures, they've only won four of them by two goals or more. And one of those was against Ajaccio or Zaire, who are terrible right now, Maccabi Haifa, and last weekend in the Cup, Pader Cassel, who are fourth tier, I do believe. And um, they say they're not in great form. They've lost two of their last three league games. They're under a little bit of pressure. They're actually at the stage where, really, they just want to win the game. They're not bothered about how many they win by. Just get the, the three points out of this game. It's going to be a tough match against a Rams side who have got a special, special, talented young manager. You want to watch out for this guy, Nigel. Will Still, who is still unbeaten um, as, as, as head coach. 30-year-old English uh, manager. And, um, yeah, he is tactically brilliant. He's going to have a great game plan for them already this season. He shut PSG down, a nil-nil draw before Christmas. So um, I certainly think he can come here and, and test the um, the favourites to win Liga. I, I'm not saying Rams are going to avoid defeat here. They, they prob- PSG probably will find a way. That someone individual will, will show a bit of class, maybe in the second half or something. And I could see this ending 1-0 or 2-1. Don't rule out Rams, so they're a good side on the counter-attack as well. In following Balogun, the guy on loan from Arsenal, he's been in great form this season, scoring a lot of goals. I would also want to highlight a prop bet for this game. I'm not going to officially tip it, but Balogun is minus 117 just to have a shot on target. This is, this is a man who's had 45 shots this season and 22 of them have been on target. Now, it's not asking a lot for him just to get on the break and, and test Donnarumma here. So I think that would be, you could do an awful lot worse than taking that as well. Wouldn't surprise me if he got on the score sheet here. PSG are not infallible at home. They've often switched off and it's not a great face. And like I say, I'm very happy to take them on in this game. On a plus two Asian handicap, I think at very worst, uh, Rams will only lose by two goals. If you're on a plus one and a half, there's nothing worse, is there, than you kind of read the game, right? There's a one goal margin with five, ten minutes left and they go up the other end and you end up losing. But at least as the insurance with a plus two Asian handicap that um, you probably you'd be very unlucky, I think, to to lose this pick. So I really like Rams. Wouldn't rule them out getting something here, but the handicap I think makes makes good sense. Yeah, that, I love, that pr- that, that, sorry, go on, go ahead. I was just going to say that price that Steve's flagged up there, Nigel, on Balogun to shoot on. Uh, was it a shot on target or a shot yeah. on goal? Shot it's, on target, it's almost yeah. it's almost like betting on Rance to have a shot on on target themselves. Everything in that team is funneled towards him, which is why he's got so many of their goals this season, so many of their chances, and so many, as Steve has said, so many shots himself on goal and on target. So that's a, that's a really interesting pick. I think as well with PSG at the end of the season, somebody someone will produce a table of how you would have done if you'd opposed them at around even money on the Asian handicap in every single game. And I think you might come out actually quids in over the the arc of the entire season if you did oppose PSG because they've been such short price favourites in so many of their games because of the big three, obviously, that they've got up front, that there are occasions when they're a little bit below below par, a little bit below form, and then it, it flips the other side and actually you're better off picking 
the opposition team. And I think, as Steve said, we are maybe entering that phase. There's already talk, obviously, about the Champions League, which is back in a couple of weeks. That will start to become, over the next five or six days, the focus for these PSG players. Massive, massive tournament for them, obviously. We might start to see some rotation in the PSG side, which will obviously weaken their goals chances if any of the big three up front are are dropped to the bench. So, yeah, I think over the next three or four weeks, it might be a time to start to look at the opponents rather than PSG on the Asian handicap to, to find where their value is on their matches. I think that's a very interesting point you make there about the Asian handicap. I mean, I, I worked for a bookmaker in Gibraltar um, back in 1997 when the Asian handicap first came out. And we used to do tennis as well as, as as football. And we made an awful lot of money by betting teams in, in the Italian league at the time. The Italian leagues was one nil, nil, nil. But because they were all like minus 700 favourites to win the match, they were all two plus two for the underdogs. And the and nature was they were winning 1-0, 2-0. And it's mm. pretty much like in the Premier League where Manchester United and Chelsea were going at it. They would both be minus 700 to win at home to Norwich. But Chelsea used to win all the games 1-0 under Mourinho and Man United win 4-0. So you can find certain teams and bet on the Asian handicaps with a two or two and a half goal start. And it's not in their nature. And these players, Paris Saint-Germain, they're, like you just hit, said there, their priority, their priority this season is to win the Champions League or do win the Champions League. So they mm. want to protect those players. They're going to one nil, 2 nil lead. They'll, yeah. they'll probably take three of them off and, and put on some some kids and give them give them a run out because well, this is, is, is the result. This is it. I think one of the fears they had was: do they have anybody who can come in if they drop Messi or if they drop Mbappe or they drop Neymar? Hugo Ekitike, who is the de facto backup striker, he's actually found some form recently. He scored quite a few goals for PSG recently, so I think the manager Galtier is now confident he can do that more than maybe earlier in the season. And there's still a drop-off in how many goals they'll score if they do that. So, yeah, I think the team news with them and just the focus and where their focus is over the next three or four weeks is going to be really, really interesting for the betting markets. Yeah, so an interesting week over in France. There's five picks there. We've got two from James and three from Steve. James, you give us a quick rundown of your two picks for the weekend. Yeah, the first one was on Lantz there to win um, away at Trois on the Asian handicap with a minus... Uh, 0.75 goal start. That's available at minus 121. And the second pick was on Leon to win away from home at Ajaxio. And that's available at minus 122. And Steve, you've got one extra one. You've got three. Who do you like this week? Yeah, so Rams uh, plus two on the Asian handicap there against uh, PSG. That's at minus 121. I've got Leon minus 0.75 Asian handicap at plus 102. And uh, Strasbourg to lose over two and a half goals at uh, minus 117. A little bonus one for that one as well. Branko van den Boomen shot on target plus 125 on to lose. That's a massive price. So that's everything. You've got the total goals. You've got the Asian handicaps. You've got the money line. You've got the props. And you've also got the futures. We've got two futures as well. We've got Marseille plus 140 uh, without Paris Saint-Germain for, to win the league. And both uh, the panellists have gone for Trois to be relegated at what is a massive price at 220 which James says I quote will not be there for long I know the James Eastern millions will be mm-hmm. on there as soon as we end this call uh, guys thank you very much for watching us please download this on whichever podcast provider you prefer uh, you can also follow us on our YouTube channel and you can also follow us on our Twitter handle at because we win which is uh, shared 
amongst everybody, uh, all the ha fantastic handicappers we have here on the, because we win on all the different sports that we cover. I am officially part of the French League team now. And, uh, you know, if we win the, the, the trophy, I think if I make one appearance, I, I do get a medal. So I'm very proud to be here. Uh, and my final say is if you're watching Rob Daly, take care and don't worry, your, your seat is safe for next week. Take care, everyone, and uh, we'll be back next week. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Extra Time on the Bet Rivers Network.